So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. So, how, how do we react with there's nothing to say? Who d- I didn't know what you said. What? How do we react when no one said anything? This is the point where Chica says a little thing and we react. I don't know. We j- yeah. We can't react to nothing. Oh, wait. It's a podcast about the French Grand Prix. Bang. Hey. We're in it. Right. Um, right. We're going to need some uh, some music. And a neom, I think that's how it starts, isn't it? What's the music? Neom. Ding, 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 we need to do a beat now. Why? Because I they said... Because do... <laughs> after everyone, they do a beep. Do they? Yeah, Matt's got like a thing of beeps. I never listen. <laughs> you know when... You never listen to the podcast. You know when he, he gives us the link and says, can you listen to this? I don't. I wait for you to say stuff and I go, yeah, yeah, what feels it? <laughs> oh, just say beep. Beep. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the worst advert for the disgusting drink that is Paul Ricard. Oh, do you know what? I fancy a drink that's going to bore me shitless and taste of licorice. Mmm. Is that is that what it is? Is yeah. Paul Ricard a drink? Yeah. Well, Ricard is. I think it's is it? Name. All right, here's the history. Ricard is a shitty drink that all the French drink, and they think that everyone else is drinks it. Is like, it like, um, oh, what's it called? Pastis? Yes. Okay. It's the most famous brand of pastis. Oh, that's what it is. Paul Ricard, that. the guy who made the drink made a lot of money from it because he tricked the French right. into thinking that everyone drinks this and yeah. no one else does. <laughs> so he built uh, the worst, well, not the worst circuit, but the... No, one, shit. Of, one of the worst. It's, it's it's not good. One of the brightest. It's very striking. Okay. When, remember, when you drive, never drink. Beep. Cut. <laughs> of course, I'm editing this. <laughs> I'm making more work for myself. I am... At equal measures, Terry, oh, funny, funny, and Matt, oh, fucking hell, Terry, at the same time in my head right now. Okay, how many are you allowed? What cunts? Yes. Okay, let them all in today. (laughs) 
Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the overwhelming evidence of F1 podcasts. To help Ferrari in their calls for the Canadian Grand Prix penalty, we've brought up some new evidence, which is all of our previous podcasts. Apparently the FIA <laughs> yeah, yeah. didn't think that was good enough. We're evident- well, actually the FIA said the current Chandok-, Chandok was irrelevant, so I don't know what they'd make of us. Uh, relevant. Yeah. Beep. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the mesmerising track paint of F1 podcasts. I like the idea, but it does mean that it looks like they're going around a test track for the whole weekend. Well, there's a reason for that. Because it's a test track. Yeah. There's no fucking grandstands. That's why there's 15 different ways of going. And there's only four people there. They could do a lot to liven up the race by taking away the barriers between the different track formations and just letting them pick their own lines. Or every third lap, change the layout. Okay. You know, on the radio, they do these kind of, oh, we're on plan C, plan F, whatever. They should do that. They go, right, this lap, track layout well, the stewards six. get on the radio yeah. and go, right, formation F, go. No, the teams can pick. Like the tyres, right? So you know the tyres, you've got to have two different compounds in a race. You have to have three different track configurations, but it doesn't have to be at the same time as everyone else. This is amazing. We shouldn't be doing this in the intros, but it's brilliant. Brilliant. Beep. Welcome to For Formula One's sake. Look, it's a fucking bollard. Sorry to say, isn't it, when the most exciting part of the race is... Um, street furniture yeah rolling slowly along the track not causing a safety car like that plastic bag from American Beauty <laughs> don't bring Kevin Spacey into this look just imagine you're the you're the chief steward of that race and a bollard appears on the track not in the way because they clear it away quite quickly would you not maybe just maybe call a fucking safety car well he had a virtual safety car no a real safety car okay. what do I spice things up a surprise bit? my lander that's a t-shirt I should get around anyway. to making. Right, I think we need the music now, again. Price is right. Oh, our music. I'm Phil Troymond, and this is weird. Today, from the BFI in London South Bank, we're going to talk about the French Grand Prix. Nothing happened, and then some more nothing, then something almost happened, then Clandonoris Gogogogs' car screwed up, and then nothing happened. We'll touch on all that, plus hear from you, the long-suffering listener, and then probably go off on numerous tangents because producer Matt isn't here to tell us not to. That's all to come. Joining me, this is weird, isn't it? Because I don't only say this bit. Yeah, yeah. Joining me is a motoring journalist who has no bicycles. It's Philip Arthur Trowman. Hello. <laughs> is your middle name Arthur? <laughs> it's not. Arthur. Oh, that's uh, a lot more exciting than my real, if that, my real middle name. Imagine if I'd have guessed that right. Yeah. Yeah. I've got no bicycles. You know, I, <laughs> I like I like me cycling. Is that a euphemism? No. <laughs> it's like a catchphrase. It's like Arthur Askey. Hey. Oh. I've got no bicycles. I got a new long-term test car this week. As uh, as regular listeners will know, I am a motoring journalist, and every six months I have a long-term test car that I keep for a while and report on what it's like to own and it came with a, a bike carrier on the roof you to didn't carry leave, my bike you did not leave your bike locked on a rental car no 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 like, no, nothing like that so okay. i had my, my new long-term citroen c3 aircross and uh it's the first time i've used a roof mounted bike rack normally i have one on the back or i just put the bike in the boot but this time i was like okay i'll give it a go whatever i do i must remember that there's a bike on the roof and i shouldn't drive under anything you low. didn't you didn't don't tell me you did the very first time I drove it, <laughs> oh god, I smashed my carbon fibre bicycle into a car park entrance. And they shatter. Well, yeah, it's cracked. It hasn't shattered, but it's quite badly cracked. 
to the point where I can't ride it and it's going to be expensive to fix it. So uh, oh, that was the first Phil. and last time I will use a roof-mounted uh, a roof-mounted bike rack. And then my spare bike, which I then got out, uh, hydraulic brakes have gone, so I've got no brakes on them, so I can't ride that either. So but I'm doing Ride London in four weeks. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Alongside me is a man who is going on holiday by mistake. It's Terry Saunders. This isn't so much about what I have been up to, but what I will be up to this weekend. Is I'm everyone going on holiday? I'm, Chica's on I'm holiday, going on holiday, holiday for a You're going on holiday. I'm going... Do you know the film With Nell and I? Yes. I'm going to see With Nell and I this weekend. Excellent. At the cottage Ooh. where With Nell and I is filmed. Oh, I hope you'll have the finest wines known to humanity. I'm planning on getting drunk. <laughs> I'm planning on killing a chicken. And Camberwell Carrot? And I'm pl- That doesn't happen in Penrith. That happens in London. And I'm planning on meeting Michael Elphick. <laughs> I don't see what could possibly go wrong. Are you going to call somebody a terrible <laughs> 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 Well, let's spend 90 minutes waiting for something to happen, only to pick up two penalties for overtaking off the circuit at Listener's Corner. Here are just a few of the comments we got on Facebook about the French Grand Prix. And yes, everyone was talking about how boring it was. Simon Uden said, It's races like this that make me humble and grateful to Bernie for selling off the live TV rights to Sky. Now I can only listen to it on the radio, get on with stuff and not lament that three hours I should have spent with the family or regrouting the shower. It's almost as if he only had our best interests at heart. St. Bernie the Selfless. Craig Thurston says, When Danny Ricardo's drink bottle not being connected makes it into the top five highlights, you can tell it's a dull race. The FIA need to get a grip on aero so cars following each other can get close enough to overtake. Ryan Simpson says, I've watched F1 for 30 years and genuinely think this is the most boring it's ever been. Not just the dominance at the front, we've had that before, but the whole way through the field, nothing fucking happens. 20 cars start, 18 or 19 finish in more or less the same order they started because they can't overtake. What little overtaking there is is on the straights thanks to DRS, so no one's racing wheel to wheel. They never break down, nobody ever spins or crashes, absolutely nothing happens. Karen Fairgreave is a bit more succinct. She says, it was absolute dog shite. Yes, Karen, it was absolute dog shite. And Ryan, you are correct. All those reasons are correct. But we know now what the problems are. We also know that it's not going to get fixed. No. We need to find better ways to deal with this, like a supporters group. We need some kind of way of, when the race gets boring, we need to regret those showers. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying we all need to meet in, uh, in a shower? In, we go to Simon's place. And once we get past lap 10, we work out if we can regret a shower. He's going to have the most regretted shower in history. Because every week we're going to go and regret that fucker again. I mean, I've been wondering what we should do about a YouTube channel, because everyone seems to be on the YouTubes these days. Maybe sort of F1 shower grouting is the niche that we've been, that we can fill. My favourite race of the last few years is still the one where I revarnished my table. <laughs> reckon just, it's the track's fault? Is it the car's fault? Is it a bit of everything? It's a bit of everything. It's a shit track. The tyres fault. Shit. Nobody was willing to push because the tyres were so fragile in the hot temperature. So everyone was just staying at least three seconds behind everybody else. But what Ryan says is right. It's like, you know, no one spins. No one goes off. They've all got fucking data. Like, we'll talk later on about it in more detail. But the whole Lando thing with the McLaren and they gave him the kind of, this is what's going to happen. Your steering is going to get shit. It's like, maybe we don't want them to know in advance the steering is going to get shit. We just need them to deal with their steering getting shit because something's gone wrong in the car. I still think the problem with Formula 1 isn't aero or tyres, it's sodding reliability. That definitely doesn't help, but 
the worst I don't problem. think the arrows and tyres help either. No, they could be fixed and better, but I think reliability, if you had like a, everything exactly the same, but much more of a chance that Lewis Hamilton's gonna just like, pull into the side of, on lap seven because his engine's blown, then the championship would de facto be more interesting because stuff could happen, but it doesn't happen. You've got all these crazy statistics of like, oh, Kimi Räikkönen has finished the last 7,000 races and Sebastian Vettel's never kissed a girl. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't all dull and boring, though, just mostly. But when it was getting slightly interesting, people were getting controversial penalties again. Perez was penalised for doing exactly what he was supposed to do when he went off the track and rejoined around a bollard. And then Daniel Ricciardo was given numerous penalties for trying to overtake everyone off the track. Richard Nash said Perez's penalty was stupid. If they're going to draw some lines on a great big slag of concrete, maybe slab of concrete, not slag of concrete, I'll do that again. Perez's penalty was stupid. If they're going to draw some lines on a great big slab of concrete and call it a track, then things like this are going to happen. There should be gravel two millimetres from the edge of the track all the way round. If you go off, you're fucked. Ben Oswald said, just as it seems we have a little bit of excitement, the stewards, or should we call them the fun police, swoop in and fuck it for everyone. What did you reckon about the penalties? Right, the Perez thing. So this was right at the start of the race. Yeah, he was. There was a bit of goings on in front of him, and he was like, Whoop! went off the track to avoid it. And he went round where he's supposed to go. Yeah, so he, he, you can't just go straight back on the track. You have to go around the bollard the long the, you, way. You've been naughty track. But but when he came back, he still gained a place. He's still overtaken people. So it's a double whammy. Like in one respect, I get you've done the right thing but you still gained a place, so fair enough. Penalty, I think, is fair. On the other side, there's a little element where you go, it would be nice if they just went, do you know what? You lucked into that one. Well done, mate. It's but like then if then people would do it every lap because it's faster. But it or was be it just because everyone was punched up I at the I think it's only on the first lap that would make a difference. It'd be like finding a pound on the floor and you think, should I hand this pound in to someone or put it in the fruit machine and win 20 quid? You've done the right, no, that's not it, because you've done the wrong thing and you've come out. It would be like handing the money in and then getting punched in the face. <laughs> By the police. By the police. Okay. Who then win the jackpot. Okay. And as for Ricardo, you know. I mean, it was pretty blatant, wasn't it? He basically sort of tried to overtake Norris, bundled him off the track, then went, well, I'll, I'll take that place anyway, then went zooming off and tried to get Raikkonen, but was, I mean, was halfway to Monaco off the track. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think he can be too but upset he got about two that. Two five second penalties, that's yeah. quite exciting. In like the space of I think just one corner. Yeah. I, I think it's impressive. It deserves a shoey. But again It's just so hard, isn't it? Because it's like I'm not on the sort like we spoke last week, last time out, about the um the Vettel penalty and the, all that kind of stuff. And you know, he was banged to rights in the rules, this kind of stuff. And in this case Ricardo's banged to rights, all this kind of stuff. But it is saying something when the only fucking thing that happens in the race gets penalised because he crossed the white lines. It's like, oh, come on. Well, speaking oh. of controversial penalties, and you mentioned it just there, Ferrari did f fail spectacularly to have Vettel's penalty from Canada overturned. The team had promised overwhelming new evidence, which turned out to be a different camera angle and an opinion piece by Karun Chandok on Sky F1. That's the brilliant. The stewards raised a single eyebrow and declined to review it. Tim Ecott said, you've got to love Ferrari's use of a witness statement from Seb in the review of his penalty, because of course, the accused is always a totally reliable witness. 
Kevin Barry said, Amazing how Ferrari appears to be ignorant of the fact that another German driving for them is the reason most of these rules exist in the first place. It's a good point. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually, isn't it? Well done. Well done, that man. I mean... That was, it was, that was back to peak Ferrari again. It was almost rich energy in its uh, bullshitness. It was almost because the main thing with Ferrari is we joked in the past about Ferrari International Assistance is what the FIA stands for because yes, Ferrari indeed. always seems to get away with penalties or have things mysteriously reversed. And I don't believe the modern FIA is like that, but I think Ferrari still think they are. So I think somewhere, so they got this big penalty. There's this old rule book that Enzo Ferrari left in a safe and they go, all right, okay. Uh, not an old rule, but like, a, yeah, an old, an old like notebook that Enzo Ferrari's left in a safe. And it says, right, if you've been given a penalty, you appeal to the FIA and then you do like two winks and a handshake <laughs> and then everyone else gets disqualified. And so I think Ferrari have done this without realising that the game has changed. Like the Masons. Yeah, <laughs> the Ferraris are free Masons. Yeah, the, the, the fact that people are accusing the FIA of being biased against Ferrari is it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It's because amazing, isn't it? There are literally decades of jokes about the opposite. Unless they unless they genuinely have gone, right, we'll, we'll soon stop those jokes. Well, it's the youngsters, isn't it? They're ruining everything. We're still talking about F1 or just in, general, just in life? They haven't been through what we've been through. The war. The war. <laughs> <and> things. <laughs> shit that we've seen. Yeah. And they don't realise what it used to be like with Schumacher. Yeah. Kids that are moaning on Twitter today about how boring this race is... Which, let's face it, was very boring, but it was nothing like Schumacher boring. We, I mean, back in the day, we'd have been glad of a race as boring as, as the French Grand Prix. Try and watch a Schumacher-dominated race from, like, 2005. No, not even five. What's the year he won, like, in 2002, August? something like yeah. that, somewhere around there? The year that he won, like, at Monaco, the championship, <laughs> because he was four races <laughs> in, and everyone went, oh, we're not going to bother. Yeah. Watch some of those races in full. Don't watch the highlights. Watch the two-hour with James fucking Allen or Jonathan fucking Leggard commentating and tell us that we haven't fucking been there. We haven't survived it. We haven't been through shit. I've got PTSD every time that James Allen comes. Oh, no, they're going to have a tyre change. Tristan oh. Clayton says, four races in a row won by the same driver, 10 races in a row won by the same team, 125 races in a row won by the same three teams. Discuss. Discuss. Okay, this is shit. I mean, it's better than one team. The thing is, Red Bull haven't really been in it for the last four. No, they've been stuck hybrid. in no man's land, really, haven't they? In fact, in this race, they were they were looking at some point like they might be not in no man's land and actually being back in the mid pack again. Yeah, and Ferrari have, you know, they've been on the edge. But let's face it, since the hybrid era. Mercedes have won fucking everything and yeah. every time they haven't won it's more Mercedes screwing up than anything else and yes we can't blame Mercedes for being good and blah 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 we can't you know penalise a team because they've got this and that. but at the same time it's really shit it's so shit it's like do you remember because you know not even winning do you remember when the third place on the podium would be up for grabs basically you know you'd have someone random on the podium that wasn't the McLaren driver or the Ferrari driver or the Williams driver. There'd be a Jordan or... A Minardi. Or even Perez being on the podium. Yeah. Does that feel possible now? No. Obviously not, because he's he hasn't happened. But it's like, that only a couple of years ago was a regular thing, and now just locked off. Like, McLaren did a really good weekend and came sixth. Yeah. 
I was super best. happy with that. Yeah. Shit. We'll never know. Maybe we'll get an absolute humdinger at Austria and we'll all be happy again. Don't put your house on it. Yeah. In other news, uh, could Pierre Gasly's time at Red Bull be drawing to a close? The Frenchman has been decidedly unimpressive against Max Verstappen so far this season, leading to rumours that our 2016 Driver of the Year, Daniel Kvyat, could be back once again in his old seat for what we think is the 14th time? No fucking way. Are they really, is this really a rumour? Really a rumour. While Red Bull Svengali helmet Marco has said that they won't change drivers mid-season, Toro Rosso boss Franz Tost has said this week that Kvyat going back to Red Bull wouldn't be a loss of face for them, which could pave the way for the Russians' 2020 return. What the hell is going on? I mean, the thing I is... I mean, Gasly, he's not, he's not pulling his weight. Gasly's being uh, disappointing. Gasly. Is, is Gasly, Gasly. Yeah. Kvyat, I mean, the thing is, Kvyat was never that shit. He had a and few, he's been doing quite well at Toro Rosso. Yeah, he had a few crappy starts, but the thing is... He's at a podium. There's a bit of revisionism going on with Kvyat that we are part of. <laughs> <laughs> but he was all right. He's a fantastic driver. It was good, and he was got into Red Bull on his own merit, and he got podiums, like you say, and he had some shitty starts. But the reason he got dumped wasn't because he was shit. It's because Max Verstappen was in the Toro Rosso and Red Bull had just signed Max Verstappen like half an hour before the season to the Young Drivers program. And Max Verstappen's people were trying to get Mercedes and Ferrari interested. So basically, they had to find a reason to get rid of Kvyat because he couldn't be in the Toro Rosso. They wanted Max Verstappen in there. And I feel like if he'd still been in the Toro Rosso at the end of the year, his people would have been getting him into Mercedes or Ferrari or somewhere. So actually, they just had to get rid of Kvyat, and they did. They just threw him under the bus. So he's good. But still, that does not account for him going back to Red Bull. That doesn't make any sense. why not? If Gasly's crap and Kvyat's been doing really well, I mean, he drove pretty well this this weekend. Just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Nothing makes sense. It's Formula One. But the amount of shit they gave him, I know they'll be like, oh. That's Formula One. It's cutthroat world. I think it'd be brilliant. But he's back again. Fucking and then hell. I think he's not going to do as well as he did at Toro Rosso. <laughs> and they're going to punt him back to Toro Rosso again. The Kubica effect. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, regulation news. Well, that's always exciting. Yeah. And Colour the, me interested. Well, the proposed changes for 2021 are a big pile of shit. That's according to Lewis Hamilton, who went to a summit meeting to discuss the new rules and said that serious changes are needed to improve F1. A spokesman for everyone else said, duh. Hamilton said... Ultimately, the FIA, they're the governing body, they need to make all the decisions. The team shouldn't be involved in that, in my opinion, because the teams all want to do something for themselves. If you get a central group of people, intelligent, like the FIA, for example, their sole job with Liberty is to make the sport great again, whether that should mean hiring individuals or whatever. But they should have the power and just make the decisions. I started doing a Formula 1 podcast in, I think, 2008. That's 11 years ago. And the problem in 2008 with shit aero, shit tyres, they can't overtake, everything's shit. The top teams have got too much money and everyone else is suffering. Now? And now, (laughs) now it's the same, except everyone's moved around. Except there's some electric bits in there now. The the, the, the thing that makes me realise that there is no chance of this ever working is Red Bull. Because when Red Bull were winning, they were like, a budget cap can't work. They'll be, you know, no matter what forensic accounts you put in, people are going to get around it. You know, everyone's going to cheat, so we can't sign up to it. 
now that Red Bull have been a bit shit and how Marcus is thinking of putting his money, Christian Horner's going, I think a budget cap is a great idea. Yeah. And so, so to evolve though, is like, nah, nah, I'm not I so keen about it. I I mean, <laughs> or rather what he says is like, do you know what? We think it's a good idea and we would happily do it. But, you know, let's get everyone else agreed first. But then when you would agree, we're definitely on board with it. Absolutely, totally. We're definitely going to do it. Totally. Nothing's going to change, is it? There, no. there are no going to be no rule changes for 2021 at all. No, there's going to be a dramatic new rule change, and it's going to be something like penis noses. It's just going to be that again. again. It's going to be something like they go, oh. The air boxes have to be 12 <laughs> feet high. The air boxes are shaped like vulvas. <laughs> <sighs> Finally, uh, Paddy Lowe has officially left his position as Chief Technical Officer at Williams. This is hardly surprising as he's been out of office since the start of the season when it became clear that he'd overseen the development of yet another shitter. I can't believe it's taken this long to get rid of him. Pensions. You reckon? I reckon so there's some contractual shit going on. and they've, they've had lawyers. They've had lawyers going at his contract with a fine-tooth comb and trying to work out exactly how much money he's going to take. How big a payoff he's going to yeah. get. So I don't think it's that big. It's Do you reckon really he's getting a, a golden farewell from Sir Frank? empty his catheter um, <laughs> imagine if they turn around and went right okay how about this for a payoff you now own Robert Kubik <laughs> that's it and we're done uh, tell us how wrong we are you can tweet us at for F1's sake find us on Facebook or Instagram where we're at for F1's sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com normally we would now thank the lovely people who have bought us pints this week but producer matt has the list and he's busy sunning himself on a beach somewhere with our money yeah probably <laughs> robert maxwell we call him <laughs> careful about yacht he's gonna fall off because he's realized that our podcast pension <laughs> won't stretch to his extravagant lifestyle we'll do an extra double thank you next week but rest assured that we do very much appreciate it terry how do people buy us pints if you're on the South Bank as we record this, you can come to the BFI and buy us a pint. Otherwise, go to the website, ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. It's not all about buying us stuff, though. Buy something for yourself. Someone as good-looking as you would look brilliant in some FF1S merchandise designed by our very own Terry Saunders, who will now explain more. I'd like to do a shout-out to Senor Twitter, Senor Trowell, who... Here's a little story. So I designed the uh, what I was hoping was going to become an infamous and very high-selling T-shirt of Alonso failing to qualify for the Indy 500, which was a McLaren design, and it said, I too failed to qualify for the Indy 500. Very funny T-shirt. I think the stats are right. We sold one of those T-shirts. We sold a single one, and Senor Trowell on um, Twitter. Probably his real name. Probably his real name sent us a picture of him wearing that unique, one-of-a-kind T-shirt whilst Fernando Alonso was doing the Le Mans driver parade in shot. So Alonso's at the back of the picture and he's got the photo that says the T-shirt, I didn't qualify for the Indy 500. So it's tremendous makes, work. That makes Senor Trowell an honorary podcast member. And if he ever wants a favour from any of us, he gets one. From any of us? Yeah, yeah. I worry about this. We don't even know his real name, unless that is his real name. I don't know, anything. Hi, Mrs. Trowell. <laughs> Send your home. <laughs> Thank you very much for buying it, Senor He's going to ask us to kill someone, isn't he? Probably, yeah. Oh, fuck. We do have uh, uh, other T-shirts, and not just T-shirts. We've got long-sleeve T-shirts, <laughs> vests, dresses. 
leggings. phone cases. Have we got leggings? I think leggings are oh, on there. Maybe I'll get some leggings. Uh, if people do want that, where do they go? Where they did Samuel go. Trowell go? He went to ff1s.com forward slash shop, shop, shop. Right, I think we need some more music to uh, differentiate it. Push pineapple, drink coffee. Okay, the left, to the right, jump to the Won the race by a country mile, even though he had a broken seat. Can we stop hearing Hamilton's radio? Oh, the tyres won't work. Oh, my seat's broken. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> don't care. I like the idea that his seat completely broken and he'd fallen to the bottom of the car. So he couldn't Scuffing see where he was going. And he just had his <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just had a little camera on his steering wheel and that's how he was steering. It does actually make a joke of Formula One in that... I never feel like these drivers are driving round problems anymore. I just feel like it's just so fucking easy that even with your seat falling through the bottom of the car, your well, tyres blistered. Don't say that to Max Verstappen. He had a bit of a rant about that this week. Did you hear Did that? Did he? Yeah, because people have been accusing them of the cars being too easy. But yep. he said, no, they're not. <laughs> yes, they are. Okay, well, we'll wait for his counter-argument to that. Thank you. Um, I, gen I Genuinely, I would like to see various drivers of different ability from sort of decent local club racer down to let's say Terry Saunders put yep. in a Formula 1 car in a circuit where they can't crash into anything and see how they get on I think it'd be an interesting TV show um, Bottas was also there finished about 20 seconds down do you know what had to fend off Leclerc at the end Bottas is a good driver he's doing very well he's up against Lewis Hamilton he's not going to beat him but let's bear in mind that with Ferrari's implosion as we predicted uh, Red Bull not getting anywhere. Our only hope this year is Bottas. So well done to Lewis Hamilton, 2019 world champion. No, Phil, you're wrong. I'm sorry, you're wrong. What we've got to do now is we've got to club together, have a little wit round, and put all of our moral support into Bottas's face because he needs us. And we're going to send him our good vibes to become the 2019 really close runner-up. <laughs> What I want. She's going to crash out at the first corner in the next three races. I now, just want it? him to not be, you know, I want it to be like mathematically possible come maybe Italy for him still to win. I mean, how far is ahead is, is Hamilton now? It's well more than a race, isn't it's it? It's well more. It was a race before this is race. It, so it's about 30 it must be nearly points. two races now. I think it's 30 to 40 points. Can he afford to take the summer break early and still be miles ahead? Yeah. Bottas has won two races this year and he's. It was all this Bottas 2.0 at the start of the year. It's like, oh, he's back. He's going he's gonna to be a great fight. But it's it's fizzled out now. It lasted like four races. I don't think it has fizzled out. Because, I mean, in a way, this is what always happens. Hamilton moans about the car, gets to about mid-season, and then goes, oh, I've got the hang of it now, and then just blitzes everyone. So I think Bottas isn't doing any worse than he was a couple of races ago. Just that Hamilton's done that predictable... Well, Hamilton was game. saying that after the race, wasn't he? He was like, you know, there's there's been little bits and bobs that I haven't quite got my head around, but... Now, now I think I'm, I'm pretty dialed into yeah. the car and it's only going to get better from here. So if and he's again, right, he's just going to disappear into the distance. It's now. not Hamilton's fault that he's the best fucking driver driving for the best team. And it's not the Mercedes' fault that they are the best team doing the best. No. But Christ, it's boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the beauty of spec series. There's always F2 if you want. Ugh. That's quite fun sometimes. Ferrari. Um, Leclerc was the best of the rest. 
nearly had second at the end. Oh, Almost great. injected uh, some excitement there. Uh, I, don't I was like sort of, happen. you know, sort of wakened from my slumber and was like, oh, is it, hello, could something? No, no, it couldn't. No, it but he was he was miles ahead of Vettel. Vettel was way off in qualifying due to an engine issue. Didn't really get anywhere near the podium, so he did the uh, pitting and getting the fastest lap trick instead. Where do you stand on that? I like the idea of the fastest lap rule, but Formula One, like most things, has ruined it <laughs> by going for data. Data, bloody data. The idea, at the end of the race, there's this kind of frisson of excitement of who's going to get the fastest lap. It's a really good idea, but what it actually means is the top six driver who's doing the shittest pits. <laughs> well, they can only it. do that if they've got enough of a gap. Exactly. So, uh, so my, my argument is that nothing else is going to happen. Yeah, but it's always a guy who's sixth, who's got like a minute gap for the seventh place. No, yeah, sixth, who's got... So the guy who's sixth has got like a minute long gap between the, the midfield, so he can afford a pit stop, wang on a fastest lap, and then go for it. That is the not the way the spirit of the rule should be. I think they need to offer more than just one point. I think if suddenly ten points were up for grabs, well, it'd be a lot that. more interesting. Because Vettel only just got it. It was only by a couple of hundreds that he beat Hamilton. Hamilton on his hard 30-lap old time. <laughs> but I've said this before, i say it again. I think of all the state of F1s I've done, the one that really resonates with me... This sounds like a Ricky Gervais piece now, isn't it? I'm great, aren't I? The one, the one that I think actually has any chance of changing things is the idea of an ENTS officer that goes, no, 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 what you're doing right there is you're spoiling the idea of this. You've got to go out there and be entertaining. So get a fastest lap on old tyres like a hero. Maybe it's, like a, maybe it's a bit like Taskmaster. They get each each race, the ENTS officer brings out a task that yeah. if they achieve it... Let's get Alex Horn to yeah. do Formula One stewarding. <laughs> I'll be up for that. Greg Davis just looming over on the start-finish straight. Waving his finger at people. Just, or do a swap. Emmanuel Piro is on the next series of Taskmaster. <laughs> Red Bull. Uh, Verstappen pootled around, finished fourth. Gasly was way down in tenth. I mean, I quite like this new Verstappen, which is he's in a car that can't really do anything good. So he's. But he's getting the best out of it. Yeah, he's doing really well. He's showing up, guys. <sighs> he's really showing up, Gasly. We're in a tricky position now because is it that Verstappen is. Is Verstappen that much better than the car that he's getting the better results? Or is Gasly that much worse than the car? I think it's a bit of both. Or is it both and they're stretching out in either direction? Well, I, I mean, Gasly and the Toro Rosso didn't seem that terrible. He got a fifth. Yeah. And um, in the Red Bull, he's nowhere. And I, I think Verstappen is very good, and I, I always have done. But I think he's ironed all the creases out of his game now. And he's just not in a quick enough car to really make a spectacular impression. But I think he's driving very well. He's doing all right. All right, well, <laughs> that's as good as we're going to get on Verstappen. Uh, let's go to Renault. Uh, Ricardo tried some uh, heroic overtakes on the last lap, but did so massively illegally, forcing Norris off the track and then overtaking Raikkonen off the track as well. He promptly got two penalties and dropped from 7th to 11th. Hulkenberg got stuck behind Raikkonen and finished 8th. He is out of contract at the end of the season, and Cyril Abutable, the Renault boss, says the team is open to someone new coming in. Ocon? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but Ocon's a Mercedes driver. But obviously he hasn't got well, a the moment he is. Yeah, he'll go out. He'll, we he'll all know what contracts are worth in F1. Oh, God. Can Hulkenberg really retire without doing anything? 
I mean, yes is the answer. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, he's sort of been shown up by Ricardo. Because I remember the start of the season, we were like, oh, I'm going to be intrigued to know how Ricardo gets on against Hulkenberg because it will tell us how yeah. good Hulkenberg is. And the answer is all right, but not that good. Definitely not in the top tier of drivers. Not in the top three, you could say. <laughs> no. Ever. And not as good as Ricardo. Because, yeah. you know, that car's basically been built around Hulkenberg. Because he's been there right. for donkey's really, years. I hadn't really thought of it that way. Yeah, he's done, isn't he? Unless he goes back to, like, Force India, Racing Point, whatever, becomes like Adrian Sutil, he's done. Mm. Oh. I've always liked him. Oh, well. He's dead now. Yeah. Welcome back, Ocon or Grosjean. Um, I mean, Grosjean back at Renault would just be the most French thing ever. <laughs> you're shit. You're clearly shit. Come back. <laughs> Maybe this is going to be the new thing. Just people keep going back to teams they were at before. Maybe Hamilton will go back to McLaren. Imagine being a young driver right now going, what's my chances in Formula 1? Oh, fucking Kvyat's back. <laughs> Raikkonen's still there. <laughs> yeah. Jensen Button's going to announce a comeback. Oh, fuck. We're going to have fucking Jackie Look, it's Stewart. Ralph Schumacher. <laughs> Jackie Stewart's getting back into the car <laughs> next year. <laughs> Uh, McLaren, speaking of them, uh, really good job. Quack, cracking qualifying by both of them to come in fifth and sixth. Norris was super valiant in trying to hold on to seventh in an ailing car. He got passed by three people on the last lap and finished tenth, but that was boosted to ninth after Ricardo's penalty. Sainz also drove very well and finished in sixth, just behind Vettel. Pretty good. Yeah, no. Of course, because sixth, because fucking Gasly's so shit. Cause I was just trying to work out why is he sixth, because you can't. Because Gasly was nowhere. Because you can't, Norris qualified you can't, you can't well. finish ahead of the six top three teams. Yeah, you can. But they Gasly's just there going. The Gasly oh, factor. Oh, hi everybody. <laughs> he's, he's, Gasly's what we need in F1 to live and things up. We just need, we need more really shit, shit drivers in the top teams. <laughs> That's a great idea. Grosjean. <laughs> maybe maybe this should be the thing. Your your talent should be inversely proportional to what team you get. <laughs> God. We need some way of measuring everyone. And Mal then you Mal end Mal up with winning that race would have killed his career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I don't know. I they mean, did pretty well. It's good to see him not being terrible. They were fine with the Red Bulls. One Red Bull. Isn't it weirdly disappointing though? Because this getting to the top of the midfield is impressive. There is no doubt, especially from the kind of lows of oh fuck the engine doesn't fit in the car. Fuck you, Honda, to, you know, we're the best car in the world with the engine shit. They were quicker than the Renaults, now the official works Renault team. To now being the best midfield team. It's not quite the hero story, is it? Because no. they're still sixth. <laughs> and it's just like, uh. But it's, you know, it's better than last. It's definitely better, but it's not good. I don't know. Maybe Zach Brown does know what he's doing, apart no from the effing way. <laughs> Racing point. Uh, Stroll went out in Q1 for the 12th race in a row. I mean, he's consistent. <laughs> yeah, he He's is. got a type, hasn't he? <laughs> Perez went off track amid the crush at the start, and although he went around the bollard like he was supposed to, ended up overtaking people, which you ain't allowed to do. In the end, both of them finished outside of the racing points. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... Oh. This theory we had about them, how were they going to cope with an injection of Lance Stroll money, or what's his name? What's his dad's name? Barry Stroll. <laughs> Barry Stroll's money has proven true. As soon as they got a load of cash and they weren't, you know whittling everything out of wood they've yeah. gone shit yeah they were really good when they were broke <sighs> oh shit in hell uh the car was not looking quick the team said it was the worst weekend they've had in f1 so far and what's worse is they don't even know where the speed has gone uh got to the point at the end magnuson finished 17th just ahead of the williams grosjean retired to allow the team to change some parts on the car 
they literally strategically failed him. I mean, I don't understand. I just don't it's get it. very worrying if like it's one thing to be really shit slow and go, yeah, we were terrible, but we know why. It's very worrying if they go, we were shit slow and we have absolutely no clue why. And it's very, very worrying when in pre-season testing, they were fucking quick. Yeah, something has gone horrendously that car wrong. is not shit, and yet... It seems to be something to do with them not understanding the tyres or not being able to turn the tyres on properly, because they do seem a lot trickier this year to get A, up to temperature in the right way, keep in the window where they don't explode. Other people are managing it. Uh, Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. It's really not going well for them, isn't it? Uh, or for Rich Energy, of course, who have gone disappointingly not that exciting lately. They've got not much not much to report. Yeah, someone's had a word in their ear, haven't they? Yeah, oh. although by the time this podcast comes out, they might have had uh, their court appeal heard. So we'll wait and see what happens with that and report on it next week. Yep. They'll either have overturned the judge's decision and it'll be decided that actually white bikes are the villains of this piece or they'll be made to look ridiculous with their Ferrari-like overwhelming evidence. I mean, part of me would like it if White Bikes lost at this point, just for the shits and giggles. I think White Bikes will come in and sponsor Haas. Toro Rosso. Kvyat started at the back as he'd had a new engine for the race, but managed to catch and overtake Albon, who had gone off at turn two at the start and dropped way back. Uh, in the end, though, 14th and 15th. I like Albon. I don't I like know him why well. he's not being great. I like Kvyat. But Toro Rosso, you know, what can they do? They're a, they're, they're a plucky team. Alfa Romeo. Uh, not a bad result for Raikkonen. Equal best result of the season for him. Started on the hard tyres. Uh, pitted late. Finished seventh. Giovinazzi got to Q3. Impressive. Yeah, but Weird. then was stuck on the soft tyres at the start of the race, and that did not go well. Foolish. And he finished down in uh, 16th. So it's either you qualify shit and do all right, or you qualify well, and that fucks your race. I don't want to be too nostalgic, but do you remember that weird period where <laughs> they had that weird thing of the fuel you started the race on was what you qualified on? <laughs> and it was so fucking convoluted that it made no fucking sense. I miss those days. <laughs> well, they're still doing it with the tyres. Maybe they should do it with more stuff. <laughs> the clothes you're wearing, that you when you qualify, you the can't change out The you need to piss. <laughs> yeah, you can't go to the loo right, once you've qualified. some more water. <laughs> right, Sunday morning, right, that's it. You've got enough water in your system, get in the car. <laughs> um, I mean, it was they've been up and down this season, haven't they? Sometimes they've been utter shite. Yeah. Seventh is all right. He's good. Well done, Kimmy. But yeah. why the fuck is he there? It's because he can get a seventh place. Anyway. <laughs> Williams. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, at least it's consistent, and Kubica will never well, beat Russell. What? Well, <laughs> well, it's not been that consistent. Uh, Russell started behind Kubica after taking a new power unit. He went off and totaled a sign while trying to pass Kubica and had to pit for a new front wing and therefore finished last for the first time. Kubica was still very slow but did beat Russell. Robert Kubica, what a guy. This is the comeback, isn't it? He beat Russell, Formula 2 champion. All of which brings oh. us to the standings. So I thought I'd do this week things that were more dull than the French Grand Prix. Wow. Is it, it, it going to be this reading of the standings? In first place, Game of Thrones. Well, up until season eight, it was pretty good. No, all shit. Oh, this is also a personal vendetta I have against shit things. <laughs> Second place, PC specs. Taking to buy a new computer. Do you know what an Intel is? Fuck off. <laughs> Third place, podcast talking about segues. As in when they go, oh, that was a good segue into a new... Oh, I thought you meant the... Not, uh, not the... Okay. Podcast talking about segways. That'd be, be great. great. Yeah. 
Fourth place, radiators. <laughs> Don't have an opinion, hate it. Fifth place, Charlie. <laughs> I haven't been mentioning the drivers or the points. Doesn't matter, does it? Uh, fifth place, Charlie Clerk. Sleeve tattoos. Okay, yeah, they played out. They're just. Uh, I like a good tattoo. Yeah. But there are a lot of bad tattoos. Yeah. And when and you a see lot of sleeves now. Someone's arm is just covered. Yeah. Oh, ghastly. And there's a lot of that in Formula One. You look at the pit stop mechanics. They've all got oh, shit tattoos. Yeah. Kevin Magnussen. And Kevin Magnussen. Yeah. That's probably why he's so slow. He's weighed down. Uh, sixth place, Pierre Gasly and Lord of the Rings, the book. Haven't read it. I read it when I was a kid. Boring. I'll be honest, I didn't care for the films. Seventh place, Lord of the Rings, the film. Hey! Uh, eighth place, working out currencies. You know that thing where you go, the pound's gone down. Is that good or bad? I'll just stick it on XE.com. I don't know. Done. Ninth place, Daniel Ricciardo, talking about the weather. That's boring. <laughs> Tenth place, Nico Hulkenberg, complaining about the weather. That's even mm. more boring. Yeah, that would be boring. Eleventh place, the weather <laughs> is boring. Twelfth place, Lando Norris, with Graham Norton clips on YouTube being aggressively advertised at me. Just what? me? Lando Norris was on Graham Norton? No, no, just, no. Ignore Lando <laughs> Norris. This this list is the least linked list to the drivers I've ever written. But I get Graham Norton clips advertised aggressively at me on YouTube. Please, Britain and Ireland's darling. But I've never watched any of them. I mean, he's quite good, I think. I like him. I watch okay. it on the telly, but yeah. I never watch the clips. Okay. Always pushed well, hard. Well, maybe if you did, they'd stop bothering you. Uh, 13th place, uh, Sergio Perez with some documentary on YouTube. You know, if you go, this documentary seems interesting and it's boring. That, yeah. God, this is weak. Uh, 14th place, Marie Kondo. Oh, I watched two episodes of that. Didn't watch any more. Figured, well, I've learned it now. Yeah. Oh, fold your shit. Yeah. Chuck it away. I fold, I, I've used a t-shirt folding method. Fold it, then chuck it. Chuck it, then fold yeah, it. Yeah. Whatever you do. I don't need the rest of the it. season. We're done. A 15th place, socks. I like I've been sock. getting through a lot of socks lately. I have. I've worn holes in my socks. I've got so many holes in socks. And we should do some FF1 <laughs> socks. <laughs> 14th place, Lance Stroll. <laughs> and in 15th place, uh, no, 17th place, I don't care. God, this is shit. Roman Grosjean's radio. I'm just sick of him whining. I mean, I don't think it's boring. It's no, I, I'm I find it quite amusing in a kind of like tragedy kind of way. It's starting to get boring for me because okay. it's just like you see Grosjean you just see a camera shot of Grosjean like in the driver cam and you go immediately he's going to moan and then sure enough he moans. Yep. And I haven't done the Constructors Championship. Okay. That's pretty boring. <laughs> I just haven't had time. Okay. I'm trying to think if I can wing it. I can't think of anything. Alright. Give me a subject. Uh Beards? Beards. Okay, if Formula One teams were beards, who would they be? And by beards, I mean facial hair and not... Is this live? Is this improv? <laughs> We've done it before, <laughs> and Matt's not here to tell me no. So, Mercedes would be a goatee. Ferrari would be a moustache, obviously. I feel like we've done this before, actually. <laughs> I've done this enough. <laughs> right, something else. Give me another subject. Uh, socks. <laughs> okay, socks. Brilliant. Mercedes would be grey corporate socks, but with a kind of slight pattern. Uh, Ferrari would be really expensive socks. Red, really expensive red, red socks. And Merino silk. Do you remember there used to be a Ferrari store? Is that still there? Yeah, they're still around. And I went in there once, just for a laugh, and they had a box that you covered tissues with. You know, it's like a carbon fibre yeah. like oh. shell that Ooh. you put over a box of tissues. Okay. <laughs> You're actually thinking, I, I quite want that. <laughs> 450 quid. Right. Okay, uh, let's want it. Red Bull would just wear. Um, 
not even novelty socks, just kind of... Short socks. Trainer socks. Oh, God, yeah, they'd have those Healy socks yeah, that I'm wearing right now. I've got some as well. McLaren would have socks with holes in, but they'd say they didn't. <laughs> uh, Reno would just... Uh, smelly socks. That's against the French, really. Sorry. Uh... Racing Point would have those socks that you're looking at in the shop and they're, they're 70 quid. And you're just like, how are socks? 70 quid. Maybe like cashmere yeah. with LS emblazoned in them. <laughs> Alfa Romeo would... Um, I think Alfa Romeo would be leather boater shoes with no socks. See, I, I think they'd be socks that on the second time you wear them, you'd pull them on and the heel would fall off. Oh, you'd just rip them. Toro Rosso would be plucky socks. That'd yeah. be, they'll, they'll be the novelty sock. Haas would be socks that you just can't find. You'd be there going, I had a sock yesterday. It's not there anymore. And Williams would just be, you'd open the sock drawer and just, I, I want to say on fire, but I think it's more like a dead dog. <laughs> open the sock drawer, you just go a dead puppy. Right. It's a dead puppy. Okay. You, don't, you don't even have a puppy. Yeah. You open your sock drawer, there's a dead puppy in there. You're just like, fuck it, I'll go barefoot. There you go. Brilliant. Winged it. All of which brings us to the state of F1 with Terry Saunders. Oh, we've got to do the fanfare. <laughs> the problem I want to discuss today isn't the regulations or team power plays or aero or all the other messes that have got us into this position. Instead, it's this. The people involved in Formula One have no idea how boring it is on the telly. Seriously, if you're at a race in whatever official capacity, you can get up close to the cars, you can witness all the mini dramas and intrigue, and then a dull race is still full of stories. I went to Le Mans last year, and it was a dull race, but when you're there, you see these little bits happen, you hear rumours, you're there for the whole engrossing period, and you think something more has happened than it actually has. But it's not the same when you've paid for now fucking TV again, and you're... You've got Croft and Brundle doing their best to polish a turd, but basically you're watching cars go around a track, and now, oh my God, that's what people say Formula 1 is, and on the French Grand Prix, that's literally what it is. They're not even looking that fast, and they're all whining on the radio, and the graphics are boring, and the cars are boring, and the lack of anything is boring, and you've got live timing on your new fucking iPad, as if that will liven things up, but it just shows a list of men in an order that won't fucking change. <laughs> but don't worry, I've got a solution. When a race has been deemed dull by the proletariat fans like us on Twitter, then there should be some emergency law that kicks in in Formula 1 and the FAA regulations which means the next day, on the Monday morning all of the team principals all of the officials, all of the mechanics, all of the drivers have to sit in a room, get their phones taken away and watch the entire three hour fucking coverage and then go, there's not a problem because they have no idea how shit it is and then add to that distractions like Sunday afternoons. It's sunny. You might want to go outside. Oh, I better not go outside because there might be a safety car. There won't be a safety car. You should have gone outside. I hate it. I think they're all shit. And I think actually what should happen now is that they should take some responsibility for the state we're in. I agree. I think you've done it. You can have when it, when they have to vote for the driver of the day, they could also vote. How on shit that. was this race? Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> Press one for really shit. Press two for not that shit. That would be great. And we've got the official rating in home. <laughs> oh, we've wasted our lives. Drivers of the day is Max Verstappen, obviously, and the race was shit today. So oh. we'll see you all tomorrow for live coverage of some other... It'd be like Gogglebox. They should film, they should live stream all the team principals watching the race. But just have it on them and see how Imagine bored they get. Imagine you went to me during the race. <laughs> and we're going to see how our uh, celebrity 
viewer is, oh, you're a celebrity now. <laughs> you know, if I've, if I've made it to the Formula One coverage, I'm a celebrity. That's how okay. it works. All right. I was a celebrity once. I was I, on Sky Poker. I would Poker. argue that you still are now. I was on now. Sky Poker as, on the, as a celebrity on the telly. Okay. Once. And then they cut to me, and I'm just there, like, having a wank or something, because <laughs> I'm so bored. Anyway, on that note, that's it from us. Uh, it's goodbye from me. That's weird. I'll Turn say it. Oh, it's goodbye from him. What did the chief used to say? I don't know, they're dead. It's good. <laughs> I'm dead. He's dead too. <laughs> we haven't had time to uh, wish Jackie Stewart happy birthday. Everyone at home, it's time to don your white shirt with a brand embroidered in it. Yeah, I'm wearing my RBS white shirt and my tartan flat cap and trousers right now. I've got my Rolex shirt on. <laughs> yeah, happy Happy birthday. Oh, good fact about his Rolex shirts. You know he gets them made with the uh, the left cuff bigger so he can fit his Rolex underneath it. And his wanking arm. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, and it's also goodbye uh, from him to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about Le Mans, which happened a few weeks ago. It was ultimately shit, apart from Alonso winning, well done. But he won because at, <laughs> no at the very end, the other Toyota had a puncture... They brought the car in. The other Toyota that was winning. That was winning, way in the lead. Brought him in. Changed one tyre, because that's the thing in sports cars. You can just change the one tyre. Went out again. Oh, my God, it got another puncture. How could that happen? What are the chances? Turns out it didn't happen. The tyre sensor got the tyre wrong, and they changed the wrong fucking tyre. Brilliant. <laughs> fucking Toyota. Kimoa make tyre sensors now. <laughs> and when you think about the amount of... Since that last lap heartbreak a few years ago, where Toyota nearly won and lost on the very last lap and then the last two years they've spent x amount of millions on solely reliability and last year we were hearing rumors of they would do like they'd have test tracks and they would be driving a car for 24 hours the most extensive testing program for an endurance race ever and it got scuffered because the tire center said the wrong <laughs> fucking tire uh, still more exciting than the French Grand Prix there. Great. Yeah. We'll be back next week to discuss the Austrian Grand Prix in Austria, and we might even have a proper presenter and professional sound again. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, please, facebook.com slash for F1's sake, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for F1's sake. Uh, Terry, one last plug for the shop, please. www.fff.111.ssss.com, oh, com, com. Slash, 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 chop, chop, chop. Terry.exe has stopped working. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. I've been Phil Tromans. And I haven't been Phil Tromans. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.